How you doing, Nestor? I'm doing fantastic. Right. How are you? You know, it's summer. First day is official yesterday or today? It's today. today. All right. All right. Happy first official day of summer. And with it came a sunny sky first thing in the morning. Yep. Like good weather or what we pay for, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I see people relocate, and I think that's one thing people don't totally understand that haven't lived elsewhere. Right. Is It's like, what, it's raining? What, I got to put a jacket on? Exactly. What, I'm sweating so much I can barely go outside? Yeah. We don't have any of those no, problems. we do not. Yeah, so... We pay the price, though, yes. in other ways. But anyway, market's changing. Yeah, yeah. No doubt about it. So, and that's kind of our topic today is, yep. you know, how to handle the market and its changes and kind of what's going on and maybe some things that you should be looking at and that you should be doing and that you may want to consider. All right. Cool. So let's get started. Market's changing. Travis, I'm, I'm coming to you. I'm going to play Chicken Little. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. Help me. Make the sky not fall. Sign here, press hard, third copy jars. <laughs> Let's get this property sold. <laughs> well, Stick I to think the that, basics. I like it. I think, that, I think uh, well, I don't think we're there. <laughs> but I think it's, I, what, what's going on, who knows? Mm -hmm. Like I was talking to some agents earlier and, you know, some are, well, don't forget, you know, there's great things going on out there. And right. others are like, well, I definitely see change. And I think that's the gist of change in the market right now right. is just, that unsettledness mm -hmm. when a market isn't clearly going one way or the other. Right. You know, statistically, we're seeing that the market's changing. Mm -hmm. And inventory, like I was saying, is triple what it was in January. Right. But that still has us at 3,000 listings, which is crazy anemic mm -hmm. uh, for us. So I think that number's right. Whatever. It's crazy anemic. We still need, I think we needed to double that over again to get to a balanced market. Exactly. To, to get to where we were like in 2019 or something. And so it's putting perspective on kind yeah, of the situation go, that's going on. And it's, <clears throat> and in reality, if you're having these conversations, I think one of the first conversations that we're having is the sky is not falling. No. In, in retrospect, this is a very minor adjustment in really what's happening in the marketplace. And I, I looked at it, I was looking at the numbers one of the numbers that, that caught my attention is number of properties that went into escrow. Yeah. That number's down. Yeah. Number of homes that are going into escrow, but homes are still going to es into escrow. We're seeing more more homes on the market, which basically means more opportunities for those buyers that are out there and that are ready. And, you know, the perception could very easily be for them of, hey, now's an opportunity for me to get a deal. You know, I'm looking for that deal. Well, we might be able to find it now. Maybe. I don't know for there yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, God, I had a train of thought, and it just totally slipped my mind here. It's all good. Well, I was going to say, I always define the deal as what may be a deal for one person is not a deal for somebody else. Yeah. But, it, you know, it could be somebody that was looking in a community, and, hey, the price has just got a little bit out of hand, and now they're, they've adjusted or flattened out a little bit where I'm not making yeah. a multi. You know, a deal for somebody might be a... Thank goodness I'm not in a multiple offer situation. Yeah, I situation. got a property without going over asking. Exactly. So. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. seeing a lot of red arrows right now. For yeah. Those you don't know. Red arrow means price reductions. Yes. So. Which is, again, healthy. It's not a terrible mm -hmm. thing. It right. might have been a lot of unrealistic expectations mm -hmm. or get caught in the changing of the market. Right. Because you know, we, 
even being right in it every day, we don't know that tomorrow is going to be that much different. And exactly. So that's where we are. We're kind of bouncing around and, you know, so buyers should be feeling better, have an opportunity, mm-hmm. get a little bit of a hand in the deal and not just constantly swatted around and treated like second class citizens. Right. I, I've got a question because I'll, I'll start it with a, a very brief story. I feel like this happened like overnight where we saw the adjustment. Are you seeing people? Are you having conversations with agents? Because I'm not, I, I haven't had any conversations with agents where I'm hearing this. Those people that are caught in the middle in the transactions. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what we've seen. I mean, that's the canceled escrows. Right. You know, having okay. to sell a property two or three times before it goes. But and. Are you seeing? Are you hearing conversations though? With hey, the buyers are starting to back out simply because boom, the price. Or the, they don't feel that the value of the property is the same as it was a week ago or two weeks ago, and it's gone in the opposite direction. Haven't heard that specifically. Okay. Okay. Which I haven't either. So that which is a good thing. I have seen properties fall out of escrow and a little bit slower to get back into escrow, maybe not really the same sales price that they had before, that I'm starting to see. Yeah, I think that's what people need to realize is, homes are selling. Mm-hmm. Like you put your home on the market, as long as you're not being stupid or crazy about it, the right. house is gonna sell. Right. So that's a very positive thing. All right. Most people are like, oh, the world's dying and we're never gonna be able to sell these houses. No, we're talking about how great the, just the Orange County area is, mm-hmm. and in many ways, were sheltered from right. what other areas have to go through. I was just talking to some friend last night, and uh, she's from Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and she was describing kind of the area. It's like, oh yeah, we got one grocery store. We've got you know, it's middle you know, middle America, right. which is an awesome place. But unfortunately, in times like this, those get heated up too, and they go up. Right. But when it goes down, I mean, people disappear, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they can have a calamity. But we're so sheltered and, you know, we, we're a highly desirable area. Do we have our issues? Absolutely. You know, but we, just different. We still talk about it. I remember, I remember, you know, the 2005 to 2008 in that little era when the things, when the market started falling. And looking back, our market, it adjusted here. But I was, I was specifically looking in that time frame in the Nevada area as well, in the Vegas, Henderson, and things like that. And when or you even want, just the Inland Empire right here. Oh, yeah. Here. You want to talk when you see it. It's all like, whoa, it dropped how much? How quickly? And it, it was not happening straight across the board equally. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't, don't pay attention to that <laughs> um, when we're seeing adjustments in the market of yeah. how that can affect different areas different ways. But... But let's talk about as an agent, because that's that's who yes. our, our public is or who, who are our audience is. What do I do as an agent to set myself up for success in what's going on right now? Well, this is going to sound real simple and blasé, but man, you got to be on your game. I think that, and I almost say like, man, you're going to have to be working really hard. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a 90% of agents are going to say, I'm already working really hard in right? this market. But I think it's working differently. So, yeah, I mean, there's just been so much activity mm-hmm. that agents are busy with that. And, yeah, you're marketing, you're doing listing presentations and things, but it's just different. You didn't have, you could be a little more, you know, just skin deep. You didn't have to go real deep in it. People right. were ready to buy. People were ready to sell. Things mm-hmm. were happening. Money was easy. And so 
you know, agents are going to have difficulties in those markets and other agents are going to have the best years of their life. So right. I understand there's all these variabilities. But I think what we're getting into is, man, you better be on your game. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you better have that listening presentation, man, polished up. You better understand what people's uh, difficulties are, what their hurdles are, and be able to speak to those. Right. You know, buyers didn't have to worry much. The interest rates were so low and qualifying, although much more difficult than in the past, it was mm -hmm. a pretty simple process. That's changing right now, you know? Interest rates have doubled right. in a very short period of time. I'll preface that by saying there's still great interest rates. Yep. There's a lot of positive things about that, but in the end, it's almost a mental thing where buyers are just like, wait a minute, 6%? When was the last time that was? When I was at 3%, they're <laughs> hyper-focused on an interest rate, mm -hmm. when that's just a function of a bigger overall picture of your mortgage. Right. And so I think people need to step away from that and say, okay, what does 6% mean? Write mm -hmm. it out for me here. And some will be, wow, that just blew me out of the market. Right. I don't want to say that's not a possibility. But I think there's a lot of people that are just like, I don't want a 6% interest rate. Can you afford it? Well, yeah, but I'm not going to take that. Well, I mean, that's just being okay. silly now. That is being silly. And, 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 you know, part of our conversation as an agent is, <laughs> well, what are my other options? Yep. H have you investigated a five-year arm or a 10-year arm? Yep. Um, we were talking about interest rate buy-downs today. Remember those? Exactly. Yeah. You know, do they make sense? And a lot of times people jump jump to the answer too fast and don't do their homework and making sure that they're actually consulting their clients the correct way. It was having a conversation with an agent um, the other day and they were talking with the client. They were talking about a buy down and they were perceptive enough to look at what the buy down did, how it was affecting the rate and how long it was going to take for them to actually see their money back yes. for the buy down. It was like years and years and years, and the client ended up looking at them saying, well, the buy-down doesn't make any sense because I'm not staying in the house that long. Okay, so now at least they're making an educated decision on which direction they're going to go, having all the information, which it's important for us. You know, it's funny, you mentioned the listing presentation, got to have that, that ready. When COVID hit, better have your listing presentation ready, and it's got to be able to be virtual now, and... I feel like we're saying the same things have to be ready. It's just a shift in have you pivoted to get your systems in place for the new market? Exactly. That's, that's a great analogy because it's nothing different. Right. It's just using the right tools at the right time. Mm -hmm. And this one is communication. It's keeping people in the game, certainly through the change, but I think even further on because I think right. we're going into the market. When it's lopsided one way or another, mm -hmm. I think people are just – trying to survive and get things done. But when it's a more balanced market, you know, I think there's a lot of competition going on out there and your tools have got to be sharpened. Right. When it's so hot, I mean, how deep in the listing presentation do people really go? It was almost a fight to the bottom for commissions and there was nothing else being discussed. Basically. Yeah, and buyers, you know, we did have to consult with them a bit because of the time frame. You know, to write 10 offers, that's mm -hmm. going to take you a few months. Right. And you got to keep the buyer mentally in the game. Mm -hmm. But as we uh, flip back out of that, man, sellers, They've had such a grip on this market. How long is it going to take for them to get the reality that, hey, that's not the case anymore? Yep. It's a funny you mentioned. So just before this meeting, I was having a consultation with, the, uh, with an agent, and we were going over 
she had pulled out and dusted off her uh, 12-week marketing plan, Yes, which was not part of her listing presentation for the last year and a half, two years, because it wasn't necessary. It was, you know, this is what we're doing to build up to getting you multiple offers in the first week. Now it's being prepared of if your property's staying on the market for any uh, length of time, these are the systems that we have in place. And, you know, she was dusting off that, that blueprint that she had and taking a look at what still is correct in here, what changes mm -hmm. do I need to make, and things of that nature so that her presentation can be ready. That's an example of still a listing presentation, but now modifying it to current times. Yep. Yeah. That's so, a great example. Very exciting. So things like this excite me because I, I feel like, you know, using the, the chicken little analogy again, that so many people fear the market's changing. Oh, no, what are we going to do? And there's not enough out there for me. And one of the things that I always like to remind people, for those that want to do the work to be successful, there's always room. There's always room in the, in the room with success. That there is no shortage of it. People will feel like there's a shortage of it, but there is no shortage of it always room there where, where there's really no room is the opposite side that room is really full right now and is always always has been and I feel like a lot of times people have the mentality that well success is limited and there's you know there's only so many people that can can get a good piece of the pie and things like that and it's really not the case for those that want it hard work consistency doing the right things over and over again here we are. Yeah, it's more obtainable than people think. But we have to recognize, too, that as simple as those things sound, right? Mm -hmm. Consistency. Oh, I can be consistent. No, you can't. Most people can't. Well, I have difficulty I, with it in what I do. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'd be consistent at doing, I'm not, not doing things exactly. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I've got that one pretty good every now and then. Yeah, because when you go in and you're just doing the same thing over and over, you don't know what the return's going to be. you got to mm -hmm. have some faith in there. Right. Uh, people fall off very quickly. Yes, they do. They do. And, and that's just in life. But, okay, so we got to get our systems in place and make some modifications there. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else am I doing? Well, we talked about communication a lot. You know, you got to set the stage right. Okay. I think that's one of the things, again, about a changing market is you have wild ideas about what's going on in the market. Mm -hmm. And you really got to bring reality to buyers and sellers. Right. Say, hey, you know, do the best you can. Look, this is where we're at. Let me show you some statistics. Let mm -hmm. me show you where things are going. Try to get them on board or at least get them to come a little bit better towards reality. Whereas a seller still wants the world and a buyer right. thinks they'll never get a property. And so it's, you know, you got to have a lot of conversations, which we haven't had to have over the last two years. Yep. Agreed. So here's one I'll throw out of left field that I, I'm thinking a lot of people don't think about. Market changes a little bit. Things are changing. Uh, lose an escrow here, cancellation, whatever. It's very easy to get into a funk with this change mm -hmm. and a lot of times what i see is people will get into that funk and can't get out of it or can't figure out how to get out of it day turns into a week a week turns into a month a month turns into a season next thing you know it's 2023 and i'm still in that funk and can't figure it out and 
I think right now it's very, very important to recognize it if it's happening. And if it's not happening, what are you doing? You know, going right back to that whole mindset and what is it that you're doing mindset-wise to make sure you're staying out of that funk that will sneak up on you and catch you. Yeah. Which is normal. Happens to everybody. It's how do I get out of it yeah. when it does. So how would you get out of it? <laughs> I'd like to get out of it. Uh, well, start with being positive in the first place. I watch way too much news. That's a hard habit to get out of. I don't know if you've ever tried. I don't know what it is, but I've I've never turn gotten turn on that into TV it. in the morning and see what's going on. Inter I've never gotten into it. So, yeah, I've... Well, that's probably the best way. Yeah, I've... Um, it's, it's funny. I went through a time in my life where I actually did not have a television. And it was interesting looking back at that time how much you can get done yeah if there's no tv in the yeah. house it i mean you'd be amazed how much extra time you have yeah absolutely but, or just when you have that day that you don't turn on the tv right and you do something you're like Did i just do that exactly wow. i never do that because i don't think i can get it done in the evening mm -hmm. but when you cut out that hour hour and a half right it's kind of mind numbing you heard him say hour hour and a half there are people that are in front of that television like four or five hours a day. So um, that's a part-time job. <laughs> You're put, right. Just putting that what into a perspective, that's a part-time job. So, um, And then when you factor in what you do with your time off on your Saturday, Sundays, if you're taking a, a day off and how much time you're spending, yeah, you're, you're darn near another full-time job in yeah. there. So, Yeah, you know, I'm thinking of what you asked about you know, staying in the game and being mentally in it. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how apropos this is, but I recognize this about how I operate, which is, you know, if I'm going along and something occurs, uh, escrow falls out, mm -hmm. I lose a listing for some reason. I don't know. Um, as a matter of fact, I just wrote in my journal the other day. I have this way of just being like, you know, it is what it is. I can't yep. panic. There's nothing I can do. All I can do is put one foot in front of the other. And that's kind of how I operate. Right. I mean, I'm not, I'm not here to say that it doesn't affect me like it should everybody. Right. But uh, I think I'm a pretty logical person, which just like my wife hates, you know. It's like, no, this isn't about logic. We need to talk. Let's talk about, <laughs> whoa, no, it's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, just um, I try to look at things realistically. I know that not everything goes perfect. When something goes awry, mm -hmm. well, I'm not going to crumble. I'm just going to say, well... Hopefully I survive it if it's not something massive. Right. And say, all right, one foot in front of the other. What else can we do? And, and if you have a plan in place, you just look at it and get back on track. But, and that's kind of exactly the point of th that whole success. If you do something long enough, you're going to hit a wall. You're going to have a failure. There's going to be something in there that's going to occur. There's going to be the unexpected. Mm -hmm. That's life. So... We have to recognize that that is, that is part of the equation. And I agree, accept it, move on, boom. Yeah, I just look at it as, why am I fighting here? Like, right. What is the benefit? Uh, yeah, it sucks, it hurts a little, but okay, what do I do with that? Mm -hmm. well, I'll go back and let's just keep going. Yep. Now, Michelle, she's really good at this. My wife is really good at this. And if I get into one of those, she pulls out the watch. All right, three minutes. minutes. You get three minutes? Get wow, three minutes. she's strict. <laughs> get it out. <laughs> three minutes is up. Okay, we're done. <laughs> Move on. And 
it's refreshing to be able to say anything you want to say, boom, finish, and you know that you've got an end, and it even makes me get through it quicker. <laughs> and, 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 you know, boom, and then we're done, and then it's move on to the next thing and forget about it. So um, it's a good exercise. You guys should try it. So, yeah. Next thing that comes up, give it a shot and let me know how it goes. Yeah, being consistent with that, that's the key. Exactly. All right. What else would we want to talk about yeah. today? You know, I think we hit some pretty good stuff there. I think it's, um, yeah, just we've got to dust off a lot of tools that mm -hmm. we have allowed to get rusty or right. the market has allowed us to allow to get rusty. Mm -hmm. Not that we did anything, but like you said, the 12th step plan yeah 12 week plan the 12 week uh, marketing wasn't plan, yeah. necessary exactly and uh, you know sellers when they hear wait what it's gonna take that long yeah. to sell my house boy you better have some good game mm -hmm. to be able to explain why right and to convince them that you can do the job so marketing what are you doing marketing mm -hmm. don't tell them show them exactly. show them what you do and um yeah, what was I going to say about that? And yeah. I, I'll add this. For those of you that are saying, well, we're not really in a market where it should take 12 weeks yet. And I, I agree. If you list that property correctly, it's still, not, it's still not three months to get it sold in most cases. But being prepared for that and showing your client that you're prepared for that, if that were to happen, is many, many steps ahead of everybody else. Yeah. Um, and that, it's just can't emphasize how important that is right yeah now well it doesn't have to be a 12-week plan yeah. it's just you Eight, gotta be prepared nine, you gotta set the expectations properly right you don't have to say oh it's gonna be about 12 weeks or whatever I mean, we don't know we can mm -hmm. show statistically on average what it could be but you just want to be prepared so that if you get into that fourth fifth sixth eighth tenth week mm -hmm. of a listing right that you're not losing that prospect for lack of the preparation ahead of time exactly. of setting the expectations properly right Exactly. And the expectations aren't, oh, don't worry, we'll get this sold in 10 weeks. No. <laughs> you know, hey, we're going to do our best. Do we agree on what we're seeing here? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. The statistics, do you feel like this is our best opportunity to get your home sold? Right. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I agree also. All right, let's do this. And, you know, we are in a shifting market. So you're going to see my actions. I'm going to show you what I'm doing. And we're going to be doing all we can do to get your home sold. And I hope that that's going to be on this side of the average, but I can't make any promises. Well, I appreciate that. No problem. Here, sign hard. Take third copy is yours. You guys need to play that part back. And if you don't want to play it back, just give Travis a call and have whoa, him come whoa, to your whoa. listening what did I presentation. Say? <laughs> <laughs> was that good? It was fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yes. Have him, you know, have him come out. So he might charge you. Um, but, yeah. That was, a so, that was a solid conversation and a good close. Um, that was, there were so many examples in there. What else is on the list? Oh, Lord. See if we want to do any other specifics. You're going to make me uh, pull out my glasses. Not only do I need glasses, <laughs> but I had a printing error. Look at that. It's I, like, mini, like Barbie could read this maybe or something. You've got to be small. I very rarely take off my readers now. Just <laughs> I thought this was great. I stole this off of social media today from one of our agents. He's gonna know who he is when he sees this. It said, housing summer slowdown. Read, housing market change. That kind of two mm -hmm. got together for me. Sharpen your pricing pencil. Oh, like, nice. Boom. All right. That's true. It's like, hey, we gotta start paying attention now. Yep. Can't just add, you know, 100K and uh, expect to get something over asking price. It's not gonna happen. Well, let me ask you this, Travis, and, and 
What are some of the ways, because you mentioned social media, and what are some of the ways that you start to have the conversation with, whether you're geographically farming center of influence, whatever it is that you're contacting, because a lot of times you don't want to have this conversation when you've called and said, hey, I'm ready to list my property, and they have the mindset of, well, the market's here, and all of a sudden now you have to have this conversation of, well, no, the market's here. I think part of our preparation is, is how are we starting to send that message out on a regular basis? Oh, you so nailed they, it. They start to recognize that. Yeah, so I've got that in here a little bit. And what I recommended is what I think is indispensable in uh, real estate is the OC housing report. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. OC yep. housing report? Yep. Uh, Stephen Thomas's product. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you need this. And you need, I mean, he gives it to you and he says, okay, now don't give this to people who should be paying for it. Right. But for prospecting, you know, mm-hmm. get it out there. Exactly. I would be taking advantage of that and doing, you know, I'm not going to prognosticate or anything, mm-hmm. but hey, here's what we're seeing going on in the market. And then what I put in here, and I don't have one, I wish I had a good example of it, but you got to have a strong call to action. Yes. Right. So based on what you're providing them with and balance it against what your anticipation of their current thought is, which is, wow, Mark, we're selling houses so fast. Mm-hmm. And then they look at, you know, a line that's going down like this. Right. What they have that strong call to action so that they call you up and say, no, wait a minute. You know, so you get that conversation. And, and that's how you start spreading the word. I'm going off on a tangent, but I look at people's marketing pieces all day long, all the time. And one of the things that is almost always missing is a solid CTA almost always I think that when I said it I was thinking of you because I know you talk about that a lot always <laughs> message 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 what do you want them to do I don't know it's nowhere on here <laughs> so we always want to remember that you want to have that CTA and making sure that your message or your CTA matches what your message is and making sure that you tell them what you want them to do and I had two thoughts and I lost my second thought mm. it'll come back to me Welcome to my world. <laughs> so another one, uh, this is just a tool, mm-hmm. and, or two tools, and something that I don't think has been needed in the current environment, which is buyers are like, what, what is a buyer needed in the last two years in the real estate market? A house. It's a house and They some needed luck. an accepted offer. Yeah. That's all they wanted. They didn't ask for much else. Right. And you didn't have to sell them. Correct. You know, interest rates were low. You, know, you qualified or you didn't. And go get them. Mm-hmm. But now that this is all changing, you know, as much as we're going to have to keep the seller's heads in the game, because that's the drastic change. Right. Because they thought they owned everything. Well, the buyers were in a panic. They're going to find more power, mm-hmm. even though interest rates are going up, you know, and there's some balancing factors. For the most part, they're going to feel better. They're going to feel like right. they have a little bit more say and control in the transactions. Uh, but being able to express to them that, yes, interest rates are up. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, this is the cost or whatever. Let's talk about why you're doing this. Exactly. Right? Short-term versus long-term. Yeah, though. Pride of home ownership. Why, right. why is it great to be a homeowner? Nobody can tell you what to do with your property. Mm-hmm. Tax savings. Have you ever done one of those? I did right. that recently. I have one of those calculators, mm-hmm. the real estate. I'm like, wow, this is an amazing tool. Right. Was it, to see it visually, how much mm-hmm. you save on taxes. Uh, put money in the bank every month, right? It's like, hey, a little bit of principal goes away every month, and that goes in my pocket, not my landlord's pocket. pocket. Exactly. Because no matter where you're living, 
you're buying somebody's house. Correct. Do you want it to be your house or do you Somebody want it to be your landlord's house. house? By the way, I stole that from someone. <laughs> I do a lot of stealing. <laughs> and then, yeah, rent versus buy. Mm-hmm. That's a great comparison right now uh, because rents have just skyrocketed. And so doing that comparison, even though prices of houses have gone up and interest rates and everything else, it's a great way to look at it. Because even if it's not 100% in your your favor, like maybe someone's paying $4,000 for uh, rent a mm-hmm. month. They look at what they can do and what they want. And they, it's like, well, it would be, even with all the savings and everything, it's $4,200 for me to buy a house. Guess what? Give it about two years exactly. and you'll be ahead. Exactly. That person will be paying $4,300 for that house and you'll still be at forty two. Exactly. I remember the other point I was going to make was... I was going to give further explanation when you were talking about Stephen Thomas and using using his report. Third-party endorsement. That's it. Yes. That Got to point to someone other than you. Exactly. So you take that third-party endorsement and you you present that information. And here's, here's the kicker where <coughs> I'm going to take good to great where a lot of people are afraid to do this. You've got to inflict... <coughs> Excuse me. No worries. You've got to inflict your opinion on top of that. Yeah. We, you know, everybody talks about social media and they talk about video right now and they're talking about, well, what's what's gaining traction on there? Here's what's gaining traction. It's what everybody's afraid to do. They don't want to hear us (coughs) talk about whatever. They want to think of it this way. Think of you are sitting across the table from your husband, your wife, your significant other, your best friend, whoever it may be, and you're having a conversation over over dinner and you lean in and you whisper something. That's what everybody wants to hear about. They <laughs> want to hear about what you really think about whatever the situation is. You know, you you know, we're having a conversation, we see something happen over there and we don't want to say it out loud, so we we lean in and we say it at a whisper of, "Oh, did you just see that?" That's what people want to hear about. So it's get that third-party endorsement, but it's give your opinion. And guess what? You can be wrong. They understand that. They just want to know what you think. Actually, that's where you can build tremendous value because you're going to get a report on Orange County. And that's where you're going to get the commentary and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's very valuable. And then you're going to get the stats in the back. You're going to get the spreadsheet. It'll break it down to Irvine. And mm-hmm. So you'll get the detached, detached, right. different price levels, days on market, and all this type of stuff. But that's Irvine. Okay, let's imagine this. Do you think you might talk differently about that report mm-hmm. if you're talking to someone in, say, Orchard Hills as opposed to someone in Orange Tree? You're going to be putting the details on top of that. Right. That is going to show that you're the expert and then you're going to get that backed up by that report. Exactly. But you're going to have two totally different conversations, even though it is a fantastic report, and both of those areas are in Irvine. You've got to put that hyper-local information in there as the expert. I love it. I love it. Well, I stole it from you, so. <laughs> it's all good. You know what? I always what? give credit for my thefts. Does that make them not thefts because I gave credit it, for them? It does. It does. Yes. I, I tell the story often i had somebody come to me they saw one of my marketing pieces and said hey can i borrow that and i said absolutely and i gave them a copy of it they literally pasted their name and their phone number over my name and oh, phone number you told me about yeah. that and 
they distributed in the same areas that I was distributing. And I was all like, what are you thinking? <laughs> you said I could. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the first part, not the second part. Yeah, diluting everything. But um, anyway, let's, let's stick to the topic here. All right, here's something I wrote. So communicate, and this, a lot of this just comes down to communication. Mm -hmm. It's keeping people on board, you know, getting information to them before they ask you about it. Right. And, you know, so there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that has to go on in keeping up to date, especially where your buyers or your sellers are. You should be getting information pushed to you from the MLS. Mm -hmm. You should be paying attention to that. You should know what the hot points are. And if you see something, go, oh, that's nice. You know, Richard would, would like to know about that and walk away and do something else. No, punch it out. Get that out to him right then. Right. Hey, you know, we talked about this pending listing. We were wondering where it was going to come in. Hey, check this out. Mm -hmm. This is actually good news for us as opposed to Richard coming to you two days later. Hey, Travis, did you, uh, whatever happened to that pending? Oh, right, you know, I saw that. I'm going to have to go back and look. I'll get back to you. Is that two different impressions of what type yep. of professional you are? Exactly. That kind of information? So, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, I wrote something in here. I forget what the, <laughs> let's see. Be honest in your assessment of the market. I put a little uh, a monologue in here. So, very interesting. That was the direction I was going. Oh, do you want me to read this, or do you want go to comment Go for it. No, first? no, 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 go ahead. All right, so off the cuff, I said... You know, there's a lot of confusion and contradiction in the market at the moment, but based on what I presented here today, I hope you're getting a better idea of the reality of the market. With this said, I can either tell you what you want to hear, but that we both know is not reality, or I can tell you the truth, even though it might not be what you want to hear. I'm not here to try and get your listing at any cost. I'm here to make sure you know the reality of the market and get the job done. That's the kind of communication we need to have. There's a lot of confusion out there in the market. The reason there's a lot of confusion out there in the market is because we're afraid to say things just like that. And, and I see, but the thing is, I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt real quick. No worries. I'm not saying it's a great market. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's a bad market. Exactly. I would never say that. Right. I'm just trying to say, hey, think and allow me to help you. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite marketing pieces, the market has changed. I'm not Call me. How, yeah, I'm not saying how, <laughs> but it's definitely changed. You know, let's have a conversation about it. But this was leading me to my next point is, have you gone back and have you taken a look at your marketing pieces and what's going out and making sure that the message, again, that the message is matching what's going on? You know, right? I'm, I'm still seeing a lot of stuff selling at 200000 above you know, mm -hmm. asking price in one day. I'm still seeing things like that going out, and that's not where our market is anymore, and that's a little bit confusing. The message that you're really telling the people and prepping yourself when you're actually getting in front of them. You know, what kind of conversation are you going to have if I just send you a marketing piece? Hey, hey, Travis, I just sold this house, and you know, in one day, and we got two hundred fifty thousand dollars above asking price, and I had thirty-five offers, and you call me up, hey, come sell my house. And now I'm going to have a conversation with you. Well, no, we can't just pick any number you want, and I'm not going to have 35 people to pick from, and you know, we're more than likely not going to have $250,000 above the last sales price here and 30 days later. All of a sudden, you're a bait and switcher, huh? Exactly. And that's because our marketing and, and the presentation that we're giving ahead of time isn't matching that's part of that prepping and letting the people know what's going on. But, you know, that third-party endorsement, this is what the third party is saying. And, again, your opinion this is what I think. And don't be afraid to call that person out if you think they're wrong, too. 
Well, what do you think of his estimates? I think they're horrible. <laughs> think they're horrible, yes. It doesn't matter. They, they do exactly <laughs> what Zillow wants them to do. They do. They get eyeballs. Absolutely. But guess what? They're wrong. Um, they have been, they always have been, and they've been work. They were, they were so wrong to the detriment that they counted on them for their iBuyer program, and look what happened. Oops. Um, don't be afraid to give in. It's easy for me to say it now because it's already happened, but that was my thought process before. Play a few videos back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got that one right. Um, but anyway, I went silent. All right. Well, I think we've uh, think pretty done. well exhausted this topic. All right. You know, it's time to shift a bit yourself and your business right. and, I guess, speak to the market, right? right? Get out those tools that we haven't had to use to speak to this market, but that we need for this new market, and be prepared for battle as usual. Like every other change in the market, I am fired up about this one. Because mm -hmm. um, there will be people that won't pivot, won't change. There are still people in... You know, we're still in COVID world, and I'm waiting for COVID to go away before I get back into the real estate market. There are there are still people in this in this industry with that thought process. Yeah, how's business? So you've got to make that pivot. You've got to make that change, that adjustment, and move forward. And if you're afraid, let us know. We'll give you a kick in the butt. Yeah, give you some direction. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what we do here. Exactly. So. All right. What do we want them to do? We want them to press something or yeah. to send something or click something. What you know what? Here? Share this one. Share this one because this is actually a really good one. Yeah, I'm a little biased. but <laughs> <laughs> This one would have been a good one for some beer and some wine. It would have gone well with this discussion. Exactly. But subscribe. Shoot us a comment. Let us know what you think. Um, I'd love to hear. I know Travis would love to hear as well. What things are you doing to, to shift and pivot in your market? What adjustments are you making? And if you need help, um, do not be shy. Feel free to reach out and let us know.